When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. And Toolmark, the complete tool centre, serving WA for over 40 years. This is Sports Day. Welcome back to Sports Day WA with Peter Vlahos here on this Monday. Good to be back. Uh, Firstly, let's have a chat about the EPL. Very interesting across the weekend and particularly culminating with the result overnight. At the end of October, Ange Postacoglu's Tottenham Hotspur were unbeaten. And then they didn't win a game during the month of November. In fact, they went five Premier League games without a win. And maybe there could have been some questions being asked, but they certainly turned out around last night in the early hours of this morning Australian time with a 4-1 thumping of Newcastle United. And joining us now to discuss the EPL and everything to do with football is Simon Hill. Simon, thanks for your time. Good to be with you, Pete. How are you? Good, thanks. Uh, Did that result surprise you? Spurs scoring 4-1 over Newcastle. As we know, Newcastle are one of the gun clubs in the competition at the moment. Uh, Well, a little bit, but uh, in fairness, Newcastle are probably the other club uh, in the Premier League that have been in a similar situation to Tottenham in that they've lost a lot of players to injury. They've got a very busy schedule. All the clubs do in England at this time of year, uh, particularly if you're competing in Europe, as Newcastle are. And uh, they are pretty much down to the bare bones, to be honest, as Spurs have been. Uh, over the last few weeks, which is why their form has dipped, or at least one of the reasons for it. Um, so m- maybe a bit surprised that they cop four, not not uh, necessarily surprised that Spurs got back uh, to winning ways, um, but certainly a much-needed win for Antipostacoglu's team, and they, they were good value for it. Yeah, and they're playing still the same pattern of play that Ange has promised, uh, free-flowing, attacking football. And there's been some critics in the UK, particularly when they're going through that lean run during the month of November, that he needs to change his ways. It doesn't appear Ange is prepared to change. It looks like this is the way he wants his players to undertake every game. <laughs> Well, yeah, this is uh, sort of the interesting, uh, one of the interesting developments for me over the last few weeks. Uh, obviously, the, you know, the UK media, it, it's its not just because it's Ange or because he's Australian. They do it with every single coach, particularly a coach of a big club uh, when they're struggling. They look for the reasons why uh, that bad run is happening. Same happening to Pep Guardiola and uh, obviously, you know, those of us with longer memories um, will remember the time when we were asking the same sort of questions of Ange mm. when he was national team coach. So, you know, these things happen. Um, he's not going to change his style. We know that. But, of course, you know, they're, they're a bit newer to it in the UK with, with Ange. So, uh, of course, he's going to get those sort of questions. Um, but, you know, maybe this is the start of uh, the bounce back. Um, but it was never going to be as straightforward as perhaps some people in this country thought it was going to be after that first, you know, five or six weeks where they won virtually every game. Uh, they got a little bit of luck in in that run as well, if you remember. You know, the, the game against Liverpool where 
there was all that drama over the VAR um, and Spurs uh, won that game by two goals to one. So over the course of a season, these things even themselves up. And yeah, the, the, the quality that Ange has in his squad, which is good, um, but, but they're about probably where they should be at the moment. Um, can they go a bit higher? Yeah, quite possibly. Um, but it, it's, it's a long old season and uh, so many things come into play, particularly injuries and that glut of games around Christmas. It'll be the same again around Easter as well. Um, so so let's, let's see where he ends up. But I, I think he's got a good shot at getting Spurs in the top four. If they can win a trophy, uh, one of the cup competitions, um, which they haven't done since 2008, then uh, he'll have had a very, very good start to life in London. I tell you what, Simon, I enjoy watching Spurs play for obvious reasons, and I reckon there's a bit of a similarity with what Unai Emery is doing at Aston Villa. Aston Villa have gone 15 games consecutively without a loss at Villa Park, and they are playing some fantastic football, of course, taking down Arsenal and Man City in consecutive games. Yeah, he's, he's done a remarkable job in Iamory. Um, you might remember that he was in charge of Arsenal and uh, got the bullets. Uh, maybe they should have persevered with him because uh, he, he's done a terrific job at Villa. When, when he took over from Steven Gerrard last season, they were uh, relegation candidates, quite frankly, and he's, he's turned them in a, into a potential top four. Maybe, and I'm pushing it a bit here, title contenders. I'm not quite sure whether they've got the squad depth uh, to be able to do that, particularly as they are one of those clubs involved in European competition. They're in the Conference League, the third-tier competition, if you like, in Europe. But uh, at the moment, things are going great, particularly at Villa Park, where I think they've won eight consecutive home games. Ollie Watkins is banging in the goals. Douglas Lewis is uh, uh, having a really good season for them. He's got a good blend, um, and they're hard to score against. And, uh, yeah, they're on a roll at the moment. So... You know, it makes for a very interesting Premier League when you've got uh, the likes of Villa, Newcastle, pushing the traditional big guns uh, at the top of the table. And uh, it's one of the beauties of English football that nothing stays the same, um, you know, two or three seasons in a row. All right, Man City won the last three titles, but, uh, you know, my boys have struggled a bit over the last few weeks, got back on track last night. Um, but, uh, yeah, it could, it could be any one of four or five teams that mm. wins the championship this year. Let's talk about your club, Man City. Uh, they came from behind to beat Luton Town last night by two goals to one. And in the previous four Premier League games, they failed to record a win. OK, there were three draws in that. Where do you see them at the moment? Well, but, you know, City, again, in common with Newcastle and Spurs, they've got a couple of injuries which haven't helped. Um, that four-game winless run, masks a little bit of the truth because three of those were draws. Uh, two of those in particular against Liverpool and Tottenham, they really should have won, uh, conceded late goals. So they're not quite killing teams off. Um, but I think, you know, I, I watched last night's game and it, it, it was a tough game. Luton's a hard place to go. Very small, cramped stadium. The fans are right on top of you. Uh, they're, they're a very physical side, Luton. Um, they bang crosses in and... They they basically defended for their lives in the first half yesterday, got one chance, last kick of the first half, and all of a sudden they're 1-0 up and you think, here we go again. Um, but they managed to turn it around in the second half. Bernardo Silva and Jack Grealish still in a 2-1 win. And, uh, you know, maybe that's the catalyst. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne is not too far away. Uh, I don't know how long Erling Haaland's going to be out for. John Stones is coming back uh, from injury. So... You know, City will be up there. Uh, again, you know, two or three games. This is how it goes in England because everybody's so 
uh, in love with the game. Two or three games without a win for City is a crisis. It, it's the same for Liverpool, same for United, Chelsea, Spurs, Arsenal, all those big clubs. Um, it's just the scrutiny on the top clubs that is relentless. And uh, it, it's a testament to the character and the quality of, of the team, really, that they came through that particular test last night. And uh, obviously, from my point of view, I hope they can now go on with it. I sat back and watched Saturday night Manchester United against Bournemouth at Old Trafford. It was uh, teeming down uh, with rain. And, gee, it was a bleak outlook. And, in fact, uh, come the full-time whistle, I reckon half of Old Trafford had been vacated. I think the Red Devils fans had had enough. It should have been 4-0 in the end. In the end, it was 3-0 they got beaten by Bournemouth at home. And the big question now is Eric Ten Hag. Can he hang on? Well, I mean, only the United board know the answer to that. And to be honest, I think a bigger question is uh, the ownership of Manchester United. That's the thing that's still burning away in the background and fanning the flames of discontent, probably more so than than the manager. Uh, now, there's no doubt that United have blown hot and cold this season. Uh, the strange thing is, you know, before that game against Bournemouth at the weekend, Eric Ten Hag was receiving the Manager of the Month award. So it just shows how quickly things can turn. And, you know, they were, they were pretty poor against Bournemouth on, on Saturday. You, as you rightly said, it was 3-0. Should have been 4. They had one ruled out by VAR in stoppage time. Um, it, it's the consistency that United lack. And they've got a very tough week coming up. They go to Bayern Munich. Uh, they've got to basically win that game to stay in contention in the Champions League. And then they've got Liverpool away next weekend. And they're going to be without Bruno Fernandes, their captain, who's, who's suspended. So... Again, you know, this is the sort of period of games where uh, if they've got the quality that Ten Hag insists that they've got, then they've got to show their mettle. They've got to come through these two big games with good results. But, uh, yeah, I don't know about United. I still think defensively they're a little soft. I'm not, not convinced by Anana in goal, uh, who signed at the start of the season. Uh, the, the central pairing for me is... Is it championship winning? Not really. Um, the fact that he restored Anthony Martial to the attack is a bit of a head-scratcher. Marcus Rashford is not in great form. I mentioned that Fernandez is missing next week. It, there's a whole host of problems for him to solve. But I think all of this really points to the bigger question as to what the longer-term direction of Manchester United is. And that means the owners. And until the Glazers leave, which most fans want them to do, uh, that will continue. Mm. One final question before we just touch on the A-League very briefly. Liverpool and Arsenal command the top two spots in the EPL currently as we head in towards the very busy Christmas New Year period. Uh, who do you prefer? Who do you like more out of the the Gunners uh, or the Liverpool outfit? Uh, well, I don't like either of them, quite frankly. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, it's a tough one. Look, Liverpool looks strong and it... The similarity between the two is that neither is playing particularly at the top of their form at the moment, and yet they're still getting results. You know, Liverpool won it very late on against Crystal Palace. Jurgen Klopp said after that win, he's never seen a Liverpool team play that badly for 76 minutes and still get three points. Now, that's testament, again, to a a championship-winning mentality. So, you know, they're top of the shop at the moment. I, I would say... Liverpool by a bit, but goodness me, there's so many games to go. Uh, don't rule out City. Um, you know, Arsenal will be there or thereabouts. Um, and, and maybe Aston Villa can surprise us, I don't know. But uh, 
if you wanted to be in any club's shoes at the moment, obviously it's Liverpool because mm. they're at the top of the league. So it's, you know, it's theirs to lose, really. Yeah, fair call. And finally, Simon Hill, uh, of course, you're right across the A-League at the moment. And we look at the standings. MacArthur currently on top from the Brisbane Roar, our very own Perth Gloria, just struggling somewhat uh, in second last position, just being propped up by Western United. Just a general overview on how you see the A-League currently after seven rounds. Well, it's been very entertaining. Anybody who watched the Western Sydney Wanderers against Melbourne Victory game yesterday they, uh, couldn't fail to say that they got their money's worth either from a, a subscription or being at the stadium. Uh, a seven-goal thriller with Bruno Fornaroli hitting 100 goals. I think he's only the fourth or fifth player uh, to do that. He is absolutely on fire at the moment. And maybe a, uh, a shout to go to the Asian Cup in January in Graham Arnold's squad with the Socceroos. Uh, MacArthur have surprised us a little bit. Um, they're unbeaten and uh, you know they've had some great results this season under uh, Milos Stajowski. it really turned things around after claiming the wooden spoon last year they're going well in Asia as well at the AFC Cup um, but uh, again there's a long way to go Brisbane have had a good start under Ross Aloisi uh, Perth is still a, a work in progress a bit under Alan Stajic that was always going to be the case again question marks over the ownership of the club that's the bigger picture stuff um, but overall, it's, oh, I think it's been a good start for the league. We're still very early on. Of course, we only kicked off in late October, so we've only played a handful of games. Um, but, uh, yeah, hopefully we're, we're going to have a very exciting season ahead. And um, who knows, with a salary cap, who could come out uh, mm. winning it at the end of it? Good on you, mate. Lovely to have a chat to you again. Uh, thanks very much for your time. I know it's uh, precious. Uh, you're a very busy man. And we'll keep in touch here on SENWA's Sports Day. Cheers, Pete. All the best. Good on you, Simon Hill, uh, wrapping up uh, the football in England and here in Australia. Nutrin Ag Solutions uh, goes further for Australian farmers. Find your local branch at nutrien.com.au. We'll take uh, some news headlines, then back with Mitch Marsh. Yes, uh, 24 to 2, Sports Day WA for the Kia EV6 GT, the World Performance Car of the Year, and Toolmart, the complete tool centre, serving WA for over 45 years. For Polaris, Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand. You've heard the news, Daisy Pierce are taking the plunge and is set to assume control of the West Coast Eagles AFLW side in her first role as a head coach, and she will reunite with the West Coast head of women's uh, football, Michelle Cowan, who in 2013 coached Melbourne with Pierce as her captain. And Grant Hackett's 22-year reign of swimming's 800-metre king, it's over. The Australian has been wiped from the record books after Daniel Whiffen smashed swimming's oldest world record at the European Short Course Championships in Romania. It wasn't just broken, it was completely annihilated by the Irish swimmer who shaved 2.98 seconds of Hackett's time, touching the wall in 7 minutes, 20.46 seconds to take the gold medal. That update for Polaris. Plate clearance deals on now. Save $2,000 on the range of 1,000 EPS plus get $1,000 free accessories. And not forgetting that Nutrien Ag Solutions going further for Australian farmers. Find your local branch at nutrien.com.au. Mitch Marsh joins us on Sports Day WA next.